we ultimately, we love CrossFit, but we also view CrossFit as a way for us to be fit and do things outside of the gym and do them together. And we always try to continue reminding ourselves of that. So in the spring, we'd like to do an obstacle course race. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a new mindset shift for me is it used to be, oh no, I can't do that. I'm going to get hurt. But it's like, well, why do I have all this fitness? So like, you have it to compete. But I think for me, it's like, I'll go down and, or I'll go to the games. I will do my absolute best. Like, I love to compete. I'm not going to just go there and not try. I'll try my hardest. And I think just knowing that I'm just taking a different approach this year and knowing that ahead of time and preparing myself for that. Whatever that outcome means, I'm still going to work hard. I'm just going to make sure that I'm not sacrificing my family, my body, and everything else in order to maybe get into the top five or the top 10 or whatever it may be. This is episode number 130 of Pursuing Health featuring Christy O'Connell. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with CrossFit Games athlete, affiliate owner, coach, and all-around rock star, Christy O'Connell. A little bit of background about Christy before we get into our conversation. Christy has a background as a collegiate swimmer, as well as an endurance athlete, and she burst on the scene at the CrossFit Games with an incredible eighth-place finish in her rookie season in 2016. She then went on to consistently perform well in the CrossFit Games as an individual in 2017 and 2018. And although she qualified again to compete as an individual in 2019, she opted to instead enter the team competition with Invictus X. After getting married in early 2019, you may remember her by her maiden name, Christy Aramo. Christy and her husband, Patrick, have placed an emphasis on using their fitness outside the gym. And although she's taking a much more balanced approach to her training this season, she is still more fit than ever and looking great to make another run as an individual at the upcoming 2020 CrossFit Games. Christy left her former career in accounting to become a full-time CrossFit trainer, and she now owns her affiliate CrossFit Polaris in Columbus, Ohio. For her, fitness is a family affair, and she even had the opportunity to compete alongside her mom, Donna, who has appeared at the CrossFit Games in the Masters Division on multiple occasions. So in this episode, Christy and I sat down to talk about her background, her CrossFit Games career, the decision behind some of the changes in the approach to her training that she's made over the past couple of years, and what her goals are for the future. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did while I was talking with Christy. Before we get into the episode, this is also a reminder that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode number 130 of Pursuing Health featuring Christy O'Connell. So welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm here with Christy O'Connell, who you may formerly know as Christy Aramo, her maiden name. Thank you for sitting down with me. I'm super excited to chat. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. (laughs) So we were just chatting about your name change because um, a lot of people, I think, in the CrossFit community still think of you as Christy Aramo because that's how you were first introduced. 
Um, but you've gotten married recently and you've changed your name, which is very exciting. Um, but often that comes with some, you were talking about how you've changed your name on the leaderboard too, and how it's been sort of an interesting transition. It has. Yeah. So when I registered for the open, I was like, man, my name is Chrissy O'Connell. That's what I'm going to register as. And then we were searching after week one and my husband was like, I can't even find you on the leaderboard. <laughs> so I had to email HQ. I was like, um, could you please add Ermo into, so now it's Christy Ermo O'Connell okay. on the leaderboard. But I think it was just really confusing for a lot of people. Right. To, they just didn't even realize I was doing the open. But mm-hmm. legally, my name is Christy O'Connell, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to be married. Yes. Uh, and so it was just, it's been a little bit of a change. It's such an interesting thing when you have sort of, um, when people know you through, you know, sports or whatever as one name. And I went through the same sort of decision-making process when I got married because I got married after I was done competing. And so there wasn't really an opportunity. Like you see some athletes go, like I think Christy Adkins is a great example. Like she was Christy Phillips and everyone knew her as that for a long time. And then she got married, she changed her name to Adkins, but she was still competing. So people could kind of come along with that and like eventually they caught on and, and now everyone knows her as Christy Adkins. But I was, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be back competing. So you know, I knew that Fouché was still an important, you know, part of my name. I wanted to keep it. And I went back and forth about, you know, how do I add that with, I really wanted to use Urkuyo, my husband's name. I ended up hyphenating That's it. That's how which, you say it. I always yeah, wondered. Urkuyo. Yeah. Okay. It's hard with the U-R. So yeah. I ended up hyphenating it, but it's, <laughs> I, I actually like, for me, I feel like there's no good solution because um, they're both really hard to say. Right. And, um, like even now, so that's my legal name. So even in my, um, like residency clinic or when I see patients, like that's the name that patients see on their paperwork of like who their appointment is with. And I walk in the room and I'm like, hi, I'm Dr. Akuyo, but you can call me Dr. Julie. And they're all like, oh, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) They're so relieved because it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's it's tough. It's interesting. Like I didn't even think twice about it. So my mother-in-law asked me, are you going to change your name? Uh And I was like, yeah. Like, why, <laughs> why would I change I? my yeah. name? Like, there's no hesitation. Yeah. And I guess it just becomes, CrossFit is, is such a part of our life. Mm-hmm. But again, that goes back to, like, not letting it define you. Right. And so that's kind of been full circle for me. Mm-hmm. Getting married, I wanted to step back, find some balance. Mm-hmm. And that was all part of it is just, you know, continuing to move on with my life and mm-hmm. not letting CrossFit. It's been a very, very positive thing. Mm-hmm. But also not let it dictate exactly what way I'm going all of the time mm-hmm. and making sure I'm still doing what's important to me. And I mean, since I've been a little girl, I've always dreamed of, you know, getting married and right. changing our last name. Like that's what it's part of becoming yeah, a family. Exactly. Yeah. It's our, it's our and that's we've talked about that is like that's our family now. Mm-hmm. And so it's just for me, it was not it was a no brainer. And then then you see it on the leaderboard or on paper and it's like, oh, <laughs> Everybody's like, are you not doing the open this year? And I'm like, no, I'm in there. So right. when we did change it, it helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people at my gym, even I'd send messages out or emails and come from O'Connell and they'd, I mean, they know Patrick. They'd be like, who's this new yeah, girl? <laughs> they just, on paper, it looks so interesting. Yeah. So it's been, it's, it's been so interesting, but it's been yeah. cool. Yeah. And it's, it's probably this like transitional period and then eventually it's it not is. even an issue anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations Thank on you. getting married. Yeah, thanks. It's, I know we were just like, wow, it's almost been a year already. Um, time flies. It really so does. It's crazy, but it really does. It was fun. So you might, you kind of hinted a little bit on just how you've, after getting married or the past year, two years, how you've kind of changed your focus and your approach to training. But maybe, you know, you could start off with just telling us about how you're approaching training right now in this moment. And then we can go back to sort of what drove those decisions. Okay. So right now... 
I have, I feel like a really good thing going. I'm really fortunate. I've been meeting Dan, Dan Bailey, mm-hmm. and my husband, Patrick, every okay. morning. Okay. And we meet at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. We take Thursdays off. It's okay. our active rest day. If we want to do something, we do something on our own. If not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we take Sundays off. Okay. Um, so we meet Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes, usually Saturdays, it's just... Dan even did one of our classes with Pat, which nice. was really cool. Uh-huh. Um, so it just kind of fits around the classes on Saturday at CrossFit Players. And do you guys usually meet at your gym or sometimes in Dan's barn? I saw you guys yeah. do some workouts so there. We've met at both. The okay. weather is changing <laughs> in Ohio. So it's a little um, chilly. Yeah. So right now his I if you guys checked out his, I think it was twenty point four. I saw you he guys judging his, him. Yeah, we'll, and we'll get to that. But yeah. um so right now we're meeting at CrossFit Players. Okay. It's warmer. <laughs> we don't have to be outside. Yeah. But we were doing, after the games, this is when this all started. It just kind of organically came about. Mm-hmm. Dan and I have been friends, and mm-hmm. him and my husband have also been friends. Mm-hmm. And so they started. And then when I got back from the games, I didn't have a program, but I, I, I like fitness. Mm-hmm. I feel better when I sweat. Mm-hmm. I'm more productive in all of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel better. And so I was like, hey, guys, can I can I join the party? Because yes. it was like the two guys working out. <laughs> and they're like, I guess. So it became this really really cool thing because we're all so different. Mm-hmm. So Dan is a sprinter. He has, you know, the fast twitch muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. He likes the shorter workouts. He loves the upper body stuff. Mm-hmm. I am everything opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So I like lower body squatting, high volume, lighter weights, longer, like give me 15 plus minute workouts. Yes. Uh, I prefer not to do a ton of upper body. Mm-hmm. And so that ended up being like a really cool combo because when we'd start creating workouts, we'd both have different things we wanted to do mm-hmm. based on things we liked or that maybe we should be working on. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, this is really well balanced. And then Patrick really just also balances out in, he's good at you know, some odd object movements. And he also has, he's been around CrossFit for 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of right in between the two of us. And then all of our personalities just seem to mesh really well. Mm -hmm. So when you get to meet your friends every day, it's just so refreshing. Yeah. And that, it was interesting because it's like, that's what I started CrossFit for was Mm -hmm. I missed being on a team. I missed having accountability and community. Mm-hmm. And now it's like somewhere inside wake up where if I was training by myself, I'd be like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll go in in an hour. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have the time today. I'll just keep pushing it back or right. like drag my feet. And now I'll like jump out of bed. And even if I'm tired, like they pull me along, mm-hmm. they help me. They're not forcing me, like, pull me along in a sense of like beat me down, but they just bring you and they lift you up. Mm-hmm. And so to have people and that accountability and just be able to have a group that you can laugh and smile and joke mm-hmm. with. It's just so much fun and it brings a lot of balance. Mm-hmm. So currently eight to about nine thirty, nothing crazy. Our nine fifteen we try to be done by the time nine fifteen class starts mm-hmm. or moving to the corner, finishing outside if it's nice mm-hmm. out, finishing lifting or accessory. Um, but that's really what we're doing in the mornings right now. So hitting a warm up one Metcon, maybe one strength piece together. Mm-hmm. And the strength piece might switch. Sometimes they'll be like, let's put a vest on and do 20 legless rope climbs. <laughs> I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> um, but instead of lifting. So yeah. just, and him and I have realized too, and I think it's been really helpful for me. He, Dan just turned 35. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not spring chickens anymore, right? <laughs> so, and he always gives me a hard time because he tells me I'm so young. So I just turned 30. I'm okay. turning 31. Uh, oh, but me too. Yeah. When do you, when's your birthday? April 16th. Okay. So I've got a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it was a big sort of, um, I didn't think it was going to, 
hit me like mentally as much as it did but 30 is kind of like a big milestone I had the same thing and my sister kept being like what it didn't affect her at all but I finally I think the other day I was talking about something like age is just a number (laughs) like it's just a number and it's taken me seven months to get or eight months to get to that point Mm -hmm. uh but I think having him around also is beneficial because we don't have to kill ourselves Mm -hmm. and so it's just giving me like a whole it continues to give me a whole new perspective of having fun, finding balance, but still training hard and also still being able to compete at the level because mm-hmm. of the foundation that you've put yes. in in the years prior. Yes. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's been it's been fun. It's been refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's been something I didn't see coming. And I actually thought I would probably be exiting the sport more so than mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it goes. But with a different mindset. Yeah. And you, I mean, you did fantastic in the open also. And Thank you. Are you, um, so the, going into this season, are you planning on doing sanctionals? Are you planning on team, individual? Like, do you have any specific thoughts about how you want to approach the season? Yeah, so we've started to think about it. I originally wasn't even planning to do the open, mm-hmm. but I did the games. And fortunately, uh, fortunate for me, I had Margo on my team, mm-hmm. which was amazing like I Margo Sam and Holden they were all amazing but the combination of Margo and Sam they're just they've been around for a while Margo has such a good outlook and they just Mm -hmm. left me feeling just so refreshed like I love the sport again Mm -hmm. or I loved what CrossFit stood for the long-term health and wellness yes Uh, and so I came back to my gym excited you know more excited to help people and just with a new outlook I think Mm mm-hmm and so when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm not beat up from the games. This is unusual. Like yeah. this, uh, normally I like can't even think about fitness for two months. Right. And I was excited. And so I jumped back in with the boys. So it was uh, kind of a combination of being excited about fitness, mm-hmm. not being beat up, mm-hmm. and then having Dan and Pat to be able to jump in with. And yeah. so it was kind of like a perfect storm for me. And then as the Open approached, my husband was like, should we just do it? I was like, like see what yeah, happens. like, let's join players and let's mm-hmm. be part of it. And then as it got closer, I was like, I actually feel like I'm kind of fit right now. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> this and feels good. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, okay, like, let's go head down for five weeks. And I was yeah. like, all right, let's do it. Like, why not? Yeah. So, and it started, it kept going very well. So the plan was initially just kind of do fitness because, I don't know, I like it. Mm-hmm. Then the Open came around, I did really well. So it's like, okay, just kind of reflecting on everything. I do miss being on the floor. I loved mm-hmm. it. I know it's coming to an end. So I feel like I'm the healthiest I've probably been, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to balance, you know, my family, being married, having fun with it, and mm-hmm. still feel like I'm in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So I've decided if the video review should be going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard anything. So knock on wood, if I get the invite, I will take it. Mm-hmm. And then kind of relaxing throughout the, not relaxing to where I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. but Again, not feeling like I have to beat myself into the ground, just continuing on the same path that we're on. Mm -hmm. And I am going to head down and do the Mayhem Classic. So after that, it'll just kind of be figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do Wadapalooza. Dan and I have talked about putting a team together just for fun, Mm -hmm. just to, again, continue this fitnessing with friends, Mm -hmm. a goal to work towards. And Mm -hmm. we're not totally sure, but we we have a couple ideas. Okay. So it'd be Mayhem Classic, potentially a team event, and then probably train for the games Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But reevaluating what train for the games means also. Right. And I think, you know, with the changes in the qualification process, it's it's sort of this reassessment, too, that, you know, there's a lot up in the air. But if you have the opportunity then to to qualify early, 
you know, there is time. You don't have yes. to be necessarily pushing at 100% all year round and to be able to use that time smartly so that right. you are feeling good when you're going into the games and recovered afterwards. Right. And I think that's the thing is everyone's like, oh, my goodness, that's such a long season. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can have a plan and just make mm-hmm. sure that you are not – nobody can sustain – just going 110% every single day for mm-hmm. 10 to 12 months. Like mm-hmm. you just, your body can't, your body needs a break. Your mind also needs, for me, it becomes my mind as mind, well. For sure. So Patrick and I love, so Patrick's my husband. We love to go, we just did a climbing trip about oh, three cool. weeks ago, rock climbing in the Red River Gorge. We take our dog, we go hiking, we do some trail running. And it's like, we ultimately, we love CrossFit, but we also view CrossFit as a way for us to be fit and do things outside of the gym and do them Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And we always try to continue reminding ourselves of that. So in the spring, we'd like to do an obstacle course race. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a new mindset shift for me is it used to be, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, why do I have all this fitness? So right. like, you have it to compete. But I think for me, it's like I'll go down or I'll go to the games. I will do my absolute best. Like I love to compete. I'm not going to just go there and not try. I'll try my hardest. And mm-hmm. I think just knowing that I'm just taking a different approach this year mm-hmm. and knowing that ahead of time and preparing myself for that. Whatever that outcome means, I'm still going to work hard. I'm just going to make sure that I'm not sacrificing my family, my body and everything else in mm-hmm. order to maybe get into the top five or the top 10 or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting to think about. I mean, if you, if you, even if you're approaching it as a career, like it's the same, it just makes me think about how people make their careers, their life and push off things that they really want to do in life to retirement. Say like, right. Oh, I'll do that later. I'm going to work right. 80 hours a week and do all this stuff. And you miss out on life right. and things that you enjoy. So I think, you know, training for an event like the CrossFit game is very similar. It, yes. Like you can become so narrowly focused that you sort of put off the rest of your life and your enjoyment of, of basic, you know, basic activities with your family and friends because you're so focused, which, which I think there's a place for, yes. right? But maybe yes. it's not something that people can sustain for a very long time. Yeah, I, I have done that for sure since 2016, mm-hmm. um, 2015 into 16 to make it. Mm-hmm. I was head down, all of our chips were in mm-hmm. and that was an awesome year and mm-hmm. I would not take that back for anything. Mm-hmm. I think what you have to evaluate is as your life as you grow and your life changes, Mm -hmm. is it still the right answer for me? So I think that I'll be very happy to be on the floor. I think I'll have a new perspective knowing, you know, my time, I said that last time, but my time is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Eventually it's, it's coming. Like Mm -hmm. you can feel it. And so I think just giving back more to my gym and not Mm -hmm. being just in the corner and to where people are scared to come up and ask me a question because they don't want to interrupt my training. There was a time and a place for that and I needed it. And it's, you know, gotten me to where I am today, but i just feel like you said 30 for me is a very interesting time. And I think I've just started to evaluate and reflect on things and Mm -hmm. I can feel things changing and I want to figure out a way to, you know, stay involved in that competition aspect or sense. Mm -hmm. And then, be able to be part of my gym and that's just balance mm-hmm. and it's not easy mm-hmm. so and it might not be the right answer for everyone else like if if you want to take top three at the games right. if you want to podium to be at that top percent you have to live breathe sleep mm-hmm. eat everything training crossfit recovery and it's not that i'm not doing that i'm just dialing it back just a tiny bit mm-hmm. and it's just a change like you said it's a change in goals a change in outlook where you're saying you know, some people might say, well, if you're going to go to the games, like you have to go to win, but maybe you say, I'm going to go and do my best given like the approach to training that I've taken. And like, yeah, you're still a competitor. You're still going to like be out there on the floor giving it your all. But 
I think it's a different, it's a different approach than saying like how you were training maybe in 2015 or 2016 and saying like, I'm all in, I'm like 100% narrowly focused. And at the time that was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I think making sure that you're not, I think for me stepping at least away for a little bit to be on a team, Mm -hmm. um, which that wasn't planned is just two of my good friends or Sam, Margo's now a good friend yeah. needed somebody. And yeah. so it's like, okay, I'll help you out. And then I've made a great friend through it, which mm-hmm. was Margo. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful and grateful for that opportunity. And I believe things do happen for reasons. Mm-hmm. They've showed me other ways to look at things because I was a head down and just grind, grind, grind right. in my body. Like I could feel it mm-hmm. and it was wearing on my mind as well. So yeah. instead of being run out of something, I'm refreshed and coming back in with a new outlook. But that, leading into the games it will it'll take a lot of mental preparation on my part as well to know mm-hmm. this is how I'm preparing this is a different approach mm-hmm. right so it's not going in and approaching and preparing one way and expecting the same result that I've gotten in the past right. the result could be different mm-hmm. and I need to be okay with that mm-hmm. for sure and I remember when you made that announcement last year mm-hmm. after you had qualified as an individual and then it kind of came as a shock I think to a lot of yeah. people like wow she qualified for the games and now she's saying she doesn't she's not going to take the invite and she wants to just, you know, take care of herself. So can you talk about what, where your mind was at at that point in time um, and what led you to make that decision? Yeah. I just felt like I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing workouts for other people. I was doing it because it's what I had done for Mm -hmm. the last four years is like, okay, this is what I do. I, train for the open. Okay. I go to regionals. Okay. I try to call for the, for the games. Mm-hmm. Okay. I train for the games. Okay. Let's do it again. Yeah. And I don't feel like I ever, I got into it and I was like, at first, yeah, I love this. Like mm-hmm. this is so satisfying and this is what I want to do. And then it's like, okay, I'm good at it. So I'm doing it. And then I felt like I was doing it for other people mm-hmm. and I completely lost my fire and my reasoning of even wanting to get started in the, yes. in the beginning. And that was a really terrible feeling. It's like, I'm waking up and I'm putting in a lot of work, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm ever fully into it. Like I'm, there's a piece of me that wants to explore of like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Or how can I help my gym more? Or, and it's like that fire felt like it was slowly dwindling. Mm-hmm. And I think just not having those reasons of why I personally personally am doing it. It's like when you're in a dark place, you have to know that you're all in and you yes. want to continue in that workout. And that's where I would just kind of feel myself like, man, I just can't push the same. Like I don't enjoy this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it was more of just losing myself and losing my why. Mm-hmm. And also hormonally, just making sure I was dealing with, I mean, as females, Sometimes eating a lower fat diet, Mm -hmm. trying to be as lean as possible, that's not always best for us. Mm -hmm. So I was also trying to work on balancing some of my hormones, Mm -hmm. just making sure I was all around healthy and not Mm -hmm. putting my health in jeopardy for something that I didn't even know why I was doing it. And so I was just having all these weird thoughts and I'd even wake up a little bit anxious about it when I'd see my long training list. Cause it was like, you have this whole list of you want to check the boxes, but am I just checking the boxes and why am I checking the boxes? And mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't answer those questions. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason I was like, I just, I need to step back. And my husband, he couldn't, I don't think he could believe it. And he still jokes. He's like, I knew we'd go back eventually. <laughs> and, but he's fully supportive because we're working as a team. And I felt yeah. like we just also weren't communicating and he knew I was, he was fully supportive of me doing it, but he, I think he could tell that there was something, it wasn't the it. same. Yeah. I was missing something for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of athletes go through that. I think, I mean, I went through that for sure um, after like the first couple of years that I competed. And for me, it was really about like finding my why, because right. I think in the beginning, so many of us 
like you said, you do it, you're good at it. Mm -hmm. So you do it again. You can't imagine. Then it becomes your life. So you can't imagine life without it. So you keep doing it. But then when you get to this point where it becomes really hard, like I remember, like there were, there were times, the the period after the games was always very hard for me, but there were times where, I mean, the one year that was particularly bad, I thought like, oh, let me just get to Christmas and I'll like go home with my family. Things will be better. And then I got back in January and I like drive to the gym and I'm like sitting outside the gym and I'm like, I really don't want to go in. And I just like start crying and I'd be like, I'm not going to go in. And then I leave (laughs) and it's like, that's not what we should be doing. You know, like if we're not enjoying it and it's painful. And so for me, it really was about like stepping back and realizing the why. And once I realized that it became a lot more fun again and I wasn't crying all the time and it was better. And so I think, you know, for you, it seems like a lot of the same thing happened where you realize why you do this and you want to make it fun and you want to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And once that falls into place, like it seems it has this past year, you're enjoying it again. Yeah, exactly. And I think that enjoyment is just so key not to lose. And so that's what I've been working on with my members also Mm -hmm. at CrossFit Players is like, long-term health and wellness like let's let's you know let's not view this as two weeks from now but I I want you to want to come and I don't know just building the accountability and um, you're not doing this for me Mm -hmm. like I am don't don't feel like you have to come to the gym for me Mm -hmm. like I want you to come for you and so just kind of working with people on that and that has been really interesting for me that's awesome yeah so if you can connect what people are doing to like their why I mean we like we talk about it all the time in in family medicine because so much of what we do has to do with people's lifestyle and no one's going to change just for the sake of like changing. It has to be consistent with what gets them up in the morning and what drives them in their life. And so connecting anything that people do to like their inner why is so I think powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. So definitely something I'm definitely paying attention to more. Yeah. Um, and I want to go back to what you talked about with the hormonal sort of changes, because I think, that's one thing I realized too, after I was done competing and I finally had this like period of time where I could like relax. And I realized exactly at what level of stress I had been operating at for so long. And I'm like, wow, you know, you, you don't realize it because you're in it. Mm -hmm. But then when you step back and this huge weight is lifted off your shoulders, you realize the impact that that stress, that like chronic daily worry about getting all your workouts in and getting your nutrition and getting enough sleep and all these little things can weigh on you and, and how important it is to balance that stress and help your body get into like more of a relaxation mode um and how important that is for like you know your overall health right I still struggle with it a little bit (laughs) oh me too Um, I think it's the type of people who do CrossFit like inherently we are people who like to be high intensity (laughs) yes Amanda Barnhart and I've been talking about that all weekend it's like we have so many similarities my husband's like this is crazy and it's like (laughs) maybe this is why we've both been successful It, it leads to success for sure yeah yeah and so I think just yes operating under that high stress I notice it in my mood mm-hmm. um I was also taking birth control for a long time mm-hmm. so I worked myself off of that just to I'm taking a more holistic approach with mm-hmm. everything um and I would not sleep and I'd had a lot of a lot of anxiety um and so just kind of mainly I would feel my mood like mm-hmm. I'd feel it shift yeah and just kind of making sure I'm eating whole foods, making sure I'm getting enough fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just been really interesting. So it's been, I'm still working on it. I work mm-hmm. with 
study him, Dr. Danny, yeah. Yeah, which is your <laughs> husband. Um, and I work with him on it, blood work, things like that. But I yeah. do remember um, getting blood work back at one point and just like a lot of my levels being off, having mm-hmm. to supplement with things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to take it and look at how I feel throughout my daily life mm-hmm. is like, okay, why am I responding like I'm in fight or flight all the time? Right. And so just being able to relax, like you were saying, and not make little moles into big mountains. And I feel like some of that came from just the way or how tired I was mm-hmm. and just overreacting to things. And so just right. slowly like trying to breathe and work on more meditation. And then um, hopefully my mood gets balanced too with mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. balancing out my hormones as well. Yeah. And doing, you know, like, like we said, the, the people, whether or not you're competing or you're just doing CrossFit for fun, I think the people who tend to be drawn to CrossFit and high intensity are people who are also doing high intensity in the rest of their life. You know, they're working a lot, they have kids, they have families, they're doing a million different things. And so for so many of us, like we haven't built in a lot of time for that rest and digest to be no. able to actually turn the switch off. And even if it, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but just like regularly being able to get into that place yes. is so important. And it sounds like just even what you said about hiking with your husband or yeah. doing some of those things that you really enjoy where you can kind of unplug and allow yourself to. Yeah. So in that parasympathetic unplugging, mode. it's been super interesting. Um, the, I I have worn a whoop and mm. I didn't wear it for a while and I just started actually and I'm not sponsored by them at all. Mm. I just I've been more interested in the emotional stress. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad it can mm. he runs a business and we both notice it. Like we both get very stressed out. It's just mm-hmm. our type of personality. Mm-hmm. We're very like we want things to be a certain way. Right. I don't want to delegate them. I want <laughs> it done this way. And and so it's like learning that but I actually went away to a cabin about three weeks ago with my husband. Uh-huh. We had no cell phone service. That's amazing. And today it's 2019, almost 2020. Like I just ask yourself, when was the last time like your phone actually physically for an extended period of time, not for 20 minutes or right. an hour, like we got there Friday at like 2 PM and I don't think our, until we drove about 40 minutes or 30 minutes out, mm-hmm. which would have been Sunday at about 12 PM. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have service. And, he, and I like would check my phone and he's like, what's wrong? Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm so used to opening my email and I right. need to respond now. Right. It's like, everybody wants an answer now. And he's like, right. Chrissy, like breathe. And the first like three to four hours was really tough for me. Yeah. And then I just started to notice, like I could almost like, I was just like melt, like just able to like let my shoulders sink down from my ears, mm-hmm. take a big breath and exhale. And I felt so refreshed. I felt, we felt so connected. Yeah. Um, I've, it, it was like, taking a filter down or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's mm-hmm. like, you have all these thoughts, or at least I do. I feel like I'm that meme of an inner browser, 20 internet browsers open, yeah. and my mind's on a piece of every page. <laughs> and so like learning to slow down. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we're always working. At, I notice at home, it comes out in my sleep. Mm-hmm. He, he will be like, oh my goodness. Like you went just, I sleep talk, I sleep walk. And it's always when I'm super stressed. And he's mm-hmm. like, you are just ranting. Like you are talking like crazy. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. He's like, are you stressed? And I'm like, I guess, but it's always about just things that I working more on what I can control yeah. and then realizing everything doesn't happen. Need to have an answer now mm-hmm. with technology. People are literally connected like yes. you all the time, 24 yeah. seven. So you send a text message, somebody gets it. They respond right back. Like mm-hmm. people expect answers now and realizing not everybody needs an answer right this second it's okay if I don't respond immediately it's not rude it's not not professional Mm -hmm. like I have an uh, an hour uh sorry a rule set for myself that I have to get back to them within 24 hours he's like Christy it's 24 hours 
you don't have to respond <laughs> immediately. And I think working on that with the two of us has mm-hmm. been really good. And also for myself is like being more present. Like there's so many things that I've missed because my head is down in my phone mm-hmm. and I don't even know what's going on. Like I'm just worried about the text message. I like try to jump back into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I've spent a lot of time putting my phone away. So mm-hmm. I like put it in my bag. If it, there should be no reason that I need it. It's in my bag. I'll be free in an hour. Like mm-hmm. I can check it then. Mm-hmm. And just working on giving people more of my attention instead of always trying to have my mind on a million different things. That's mm-hmm. been a really big one for me. I do journal. So just journaling in the morning, mm-hmm. whatever I feel like writing about, whether it's the day, whether it's why I feel stressed, how I slept, like anything, how I ate today, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And I think sometimes for me, just putting thoughts down on paper is really helpful. And then I've started trying to do a little bit more podcasting. So just, I like, uh, Joe Rogan's been a really good one. Like I like to listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, Yeah, he's got, he just has lots of different people on there. Yeah. Um, And so I've just been trying to get myself more into listening to that rather than just like zoning out, jamming to my music. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So just trying to become more involved, more aware. And then also I think it's, yeah more awareness is my biggest piece Mm -hmm. and not just cruising on autopilot trying to do 10 things at once. Right. And that's helping me a little bit. For sure. And that's, I mean, the point you brought up is huge about how technology it's, it's, it's an addiction and you know, we like the, all the apps and the phones, like they know that and they feed off of that and they want us to be using their stuff all the time. And, and it's, I mean, I think all of us feel it. Like even I'm, I was here listening to one of the talks today and you like, have this urge to like check your phone. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm listening to someone speak. Like I need to give them my attention. But then you like five minutes later, you like have this urge to check and you have to catch yourself. And I think what you brought up about being at the cabin, those first few hours being really hard. It's like, it's such a hard habit to break. Um, Even down to like, you know, opening your phone and going to a certain app, like the location, like sometimes I'll mix up the location of my apps and it will throw me off for about a day. And then I get like reconditioned to it. But, but you realize I, you know, I heard one person had a great idea of switching like their Instagram app for like a meditation app, which, you know, works for a little bit until you relearn where to go for Instagram. But, um, but it's just the awareness that you brought up is so important. Like we know just being aware of these things and how they're impacting our behaviors and our mood and, yeah. And having ways to like know how to unplug and is I, so important. I think with that too, like the mood piece, I think there's a direct connection between my mood, especially when I was competing, leading up to a competition and being on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Patrick, did you see? And he's like, right. you see, anybody can do something for five seconds. Right. And so he actually would like hide my app from yeah. me sometimes or he'd just be like, no, like you're off. Like, yep. Don't get on it. And I'd stay off of it leading up to the competition. But I still mm-hmm. do that. It's like we are constant. Nobody's posting about their hard times, about things behind closed doors. Like everybody Mm -hmm. is making themselves, everyone looks perfect. And so then you like start to doubt what you're doing. And so it's like one other thing that I've worked on is just being confident in what I believe in. Mm -hmm. Is it a yes for me? Is it a no for me? If it's a no, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like maybe somebody else doesn't agree with that, but stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that's another piece for me that I think helps my stress is like just going internalizing or not internalizing, but looking inside of myself and thinking like, okay, what does Christy want Mm -hmm. here based on my morals and my values and my integrity and things like that and not just trying to keep up with everybody. And so that's been a really interesting one to, as I get older, to become more aware Mm -hmm. is just going down that dark hole of social media because we do have to be on it. You know, sponsors will require certain things or just staying involved, staying connected. Like you, And you're running a business. I mean, running a business. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and that's how a lot of people get their news these days is, Oh yeah. I I asked people, how'd you, how'd you hear about us? Facebook, Mm -hmm. 
Instagram. I'm like, okay. And so that's where we're putting things out. So I right. am on there. Or that's where our members interact with each other. Mm-hmm. We have Facebook groups and they love it. And mm-hmm. it's so much fun. But then I'm, the reason I get on Facebook is to do that. But then I'll like see a notification. I'll get sidetracked and I go right. down this hole. I'm like, nope, I'm getting on to talk to my athletes and then <laughs> and my members at players and then I'm off. Yeah. Like I don't need to waste 30 minutes scrolling. Right. What else could I have done with that 30 minutes? A lot right. of things. Right. So yeah, it's so eye opening to see now that you can check the screen time that oh, you're spending. Yes. It's oh my gosh. Yeah. I look at that and I'm like, think of all the other things I could have been doing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, um, can you talk about how you got into CrossFit? Yes. So CrossFit, it's always fun to think about. I actually, I was a, I've always been in sports. Mm-hmm. So I swam for Louisville and. When I finished, I actually had a friend at Louisville named Taylor Drescher. Um, she's yes. a Marine. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she competed in CrossFit. She's she's an amazing woman. Like, was she in track or was she in swimming? She actually was a cheerleader. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. For some and reason, so, I was thinking track. Yeah, so we were friends at Louisville. Okay. And just through mutual friends. And she kept being like, Chrissy, you're going to love it. Like, she was just such a strong, mm-hmm. powerful female. Um, just amazing. And I kept being like, Taylor, like, there's no way. Like, I cannot <laughs> do that. Like, no way. She'd be like, come on, just try it. And then she moved on. And I started, I did some triathlons. Mm-hmm. So with a swimming background, I love to run. Mm-hmm. I had done a couple marathons. Marathons were awesome. I'll go back to them maybe one day, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of got bored with it. And then my parents cycled. So I was okay. like, okay, I'll do some triathlons. My mm-hmm. mom actually had her like pro card quote cool. at one point. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll follow her footsteps. Like I'll do that. And I did a couple really mm-hmm. fun, but then I got kind of bored of it. And I always excelled at, we called it dry land and swimming, okay. pull-ups, basically CrossFit. Conditioning. Yeah. yeah, conditioning. And so I finally was like, okay, I think I'm going to give it a try. Like mm-hmm. I'm tired of being by myself. Like I need something to feel like it's holding me accountable, help mm-hmm. me get back into shape. And so there was a gym about two miles down the road from my house. And it actually was Taylor's first gym. Okay. So I popped in there and I started it and it was like, it's an awesome gym. They've moved. They've completely changed. But at the time it was owned by a lot of guys. The walls were spray painted black. I feel like the music <laughs> was always really loud and intimidating. <laughs> and there's like graffiti on the walls. <laughs> and it was awesome looking back but I was terrified uh-huh. like I used to sit in my car and just be like okay you can get the confidence like go <laughs> in like you can do this yeah and so I went through my one-on-ones and I actually stopped like oh, I wow. think I did seven out of ten and I was like mm, I can't do this and wow. then I ended up finishing them up kind of getting into the five and the six a.m classes and I met a really awesome group of people mm-hmm. and I was able to stick with it but I was traveling at the time for auditing okay and so it was just kind of like keeping me in shape during accounting mm-hmm. and one of my assign- so you were working as an accountant, an auditor, an yeah, auditor. for KPMG. Okay. okay. So one of my assignments was in Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. instead of driving back to Louisville, I would drive home because I'd get really homesick. Like mm-hmm. I just really liked Columbus. And one of the weekends I was home, the owner of the gym was like, "Hey, you should come to the convention center, the expo center, wherever it was mm-hmm. at the time, and check out the 2013 regionals." Oh. I was like, "Okay." Like I have no idea. I, I remember going for like a 60 mile bike ride with my mom in the mm-hmm. morning, and then going to check out this crossfit event and I was just like blown away and that's my husband was actually competing and I'd met him once or twice at the gym okay but I didn't really ever so he went to the same gym you were going to yes but he was there competing yeah and he was an evening guy so we never really we'd see each other on like a Saturday maybe if Mm -hmm. I was in there Um, but we didn't cross paths a whole lot we probably waved and smiled and said hi like I remember seeing him for the first time and then I was like oh that guy's competing like (laughs) I'm supporting him with this group from our gym there's like 15 of us there probably I met his family and we all went out to dinner and him and I just clicked Uh like we I got to talk to him at dinner like we just completely clicked about Mm -hmm. uh, we were just able to talk to each other and it's like you just know Mm -hmm. and so when I got back and he got back he went on vacation right after with his family I think Mm -hmm. 
And he was just helping me. He'd stay after class. I switched to the evenings because the gym owner <laughs> told me if I wanted to get better, I should switch to the evenings. Okay. I was like, okay. And you can see Patrick. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. So I switched to the evenings and yeah, I knew he was there. So I was like, okay. And he would stay after and he'd help me. Mm-hmm. And he just, I don't know if he saw potential. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't even do a handstand. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do a handstand push up. I was, you know, cleaning 55 pounds and I had potential, but I definitely did not have the movements. Mm-hmm. And so I started to make a great group of friends and because Patrick competed, there was a Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. It was just a really small competition in Louisville. And he's like, you should sign up. I was like, no way. <laughs> and I did it. And it was like push-ups, wall balls, like really, really fun. Uh-huh. And after that, I was totally hooked. And so I'd just go with him in the evenings. He'd help me with everything after uh-huh. or before class. Um, slowly got better. And he's like, you should try for the 2014 regionals. Uh-huh. Or do the open. I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. And I, you know, working as an accountant, like I would make sure... I'd get off work in time so I could get to the gym Mm -hmm. and get my workouts in. Um, Or I'd go in the morning Mm -hmm. if I had to. And so I ended up qualifying that year. And that was crazy. And that was the last year. It wasn't the super regional, which was, if it was a super regional, I'm sure there was no way. But I remember I started in a heat with you (laughs) and uh, who were the, Jen Smith. So this was 2014. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was Nasty Girls, I think is what we started with. Yeah. Was it the snatch? There was a snatch and a handstand walk. Yep. And then there was. Nicole Holcomb, Danny Seidel. Yeah. I opened at 115 or 120 <clears throat> in the final heat, and I think the girl next to me had 180 on the bar. Oh my god! And I just remember being like, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> um, but it was just such a cool experience, and yeah. so then that was a blast, and I got to do it with Patrick, which mm-hmm. was even cooler. Like I feel like I was doing it to be to get to spend more time with him. Yeah. And I slowly, he just kept helping me, and I slowly got better. And so mm-hmm. then I made regionals in 2015, and I missed qualifying by like 30 points. Wow. Just yeah, randomly. And Lindy at the time was my mentor, mm-hmm. so. I switched over to Forborough where she was. I literally just trained with her mm-hmm. when I had the ability to. Mm-hmm. And she was so kind. She taught me so much. Like, I just looked up to her. Like, just like a big sister. Yeah. It's like, I just want to be like her. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. That's and awesome. so 2015, she made the games for her second time as mm-hmm. an individual. And then I was 30 points out. And I remember going home. Pat at the time was my boyfriend. I was like, I think you could do it. And I was like, you think? I don't think so. <laughs> and so, like, between the two of us, I was like, maybe we should try. Let's try. Yeah. yeah. And so it, I think he was the only one that actually believed in me. And I would not tell anybody. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to voice that out loud. Right. Like, people will laugh. And then I ended up making it in 2016. And then from there, it just became, like, you just keep working hard. I was working with coaches at the time who would program for me and mm-hmm. help me. And I, I really think, for me, I was fortunate enough to have somebody who who knew what I needed to get to the level Mm-hmm. that I needed to be at. And so it was a lot. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I look back at my program back then and I was younger. I recovered better. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it now. Mm-hmm. Not physically and mentally. Yeah. Like my body just would not handle yeah. it. And so at the time it was perfect, but looking back at it, it was like, wow, I, I put in a lot of work right. and I built that foundation in that base. And so I think that's important for people too, is like, it does take work. Mm-hmm. And then from there, 2017 I made a bag 2018 and so on and it's just become something that like you said I then I got into that weird cycle mm-hmm. I did love it and then it became this thing that I did and now I'm back to loving it again mm-hmm. so it's just been really interesting it's the evolution it is the yeah. CrossFit Games athlete so at what point did you then decide to open up a gym or to own a gym yeah, so it's interesting. So I was working as an auditor at KPMG, and I was miserable mm-hmm. You'd think I would have known after the internships and things but I just 
accounting made sense to me. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I actually had always wanted to be in exercise science and my mom was a personal trainer and she was like, no, like, I think you can always come back and do that. And mm-hmm. so I did like business. I liked the way business, I liked thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went business and then I was just totally miserable. I was living with my sister at the time. I hated every second. So I switched into corporate accounting Okay. and I worked there for two years and I had just somebody in Louisville who owned a gym, which was Four Barrel. Mm-hmm. I had expressed to them just a really good friend, like, hey, I would just love to get into coaching. I would mm-hmm. love to more about this. Like, I love health. I love fitness. I'm interested in the nutrition piece. Mm-hmm. Just I would I'm longing to go down that path. Mm-hmm. They're like, we probably could help you yeah. if, if you want. And he like I respect him. His name's Case. He's just been my all time mentor. Like I look That's up awesome. to him so much. Mm-hmm. And Lindy was there at the time as well. And so he you know, I did like a. I'd coached things before. I'd coached body pump. Mm-hmm. I'd coached swimming. Like I've been a coach before. Mm-hmm. So he let me do a trial and then he basically took me under his wing mm-hmm. and he taught me how he does things, how he views things. I, I did my L1. Mm-hmm. Um, and going from there, he gave me a coaching position. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with that for a while as a part-time coach. And then I, he decided to open up a second affiliate in Louisville. So okay. I was commuting over to Indiana, which was a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And so Lindy was going to stay at one and I was going to move to the other one with his other manager mm-hmm. and I would work under his manager. Okay. So we helped him open that second affiliate. And mm-hmm. so with that role, I was able to take on more hours and be more a part of the gym. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my parents and be like, uh, I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> and my dad was like, quit. What? I was like accounting. <laughs> and my mom was, I think their mouths just like hit the floor yeah. and they were like, okay, like, let's take this a step through. Back. <laughs> like, Christy, it's okay. Like everybody starts out. Careers are hard. <laughs> like you have to get through the stepping stones. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's just, they know I love fitness though. Like I always have. And yeah. so it, we went, we worked through it and they're like, you know what? We will support you with whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, being a numbers person and an accountant and being very safe, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a major pay cut. Like, what am mm-hmm. I, it's can I risk, support yeah. myself? And like doing all the pros and cons. This is a huge risk that I would normally never ever take, but Patrick was supporting me mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of like, you can do it. Like you don't have to follow this path if you don't love it, but the longer you follow the path, the harder the change will be. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make the change, do it now. Yes. And yeah. that was ultimately, I think what it came down to is like, I probably would have stuck it out in another five years and then been like, man, I'm, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I ever go back? And then it's like, well, I've already committed this far. I'll just stick with it. Mm-hmm. And so he, I think was a good driving force to have. And then when my parents supported me there, it, it just all worked. And so I actually quit the accounting job, went to working at the gym and then worked at Starbucks. So okay. I was opening Starbucks at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was working 5 to 11. I'd have to be at Four Barrel usually by 12. Mm-hmm. And I'd be there from like 12 to 8. And in between there, I'd squeeze in one session of yeah. training, maybe a second quick one if I could. That was pretty much my daily schedule the oh. first year I made the games. And and I did that because I knew I wanted to be involved in fitness. And I loved it so much I was willing to do whatever it took mm-hmm. to be able to f- switch career paths and take that take that one mm-hmm. um and looking back sometimes I wonder like how what I was operating on because mm-hmm. I'm a sleeper and I was not sleeping much yeah. that's for sure and then training really hard because I wanted to make the CrossFit games right it's like I would put anything into achieving this goal and so that's kind of how I switched and slowly I ended up in Columbus because my parents were members at a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. I think the owner knew what I, I knew, I think he knew that I was helping run one or my mom mm-hmm. had told him, she tells everyone everything. <laughs> of people course, that's my, what moms do. They know my whole life story. Like they <laughs> know everything. What, yeah. that, I meet people and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know how you know all this right. stuff. And then it's my mom, my, which is great. I, my mom, I always meet people who are like, oh yeah, we sat next, sat next to your mom at like 
the games or some CrossFit event and now they know every detail about my life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wow. Okay. But they're just proud and they just want to share. And that's what I always, I love I'm sure we'll be the same way someday. I know. Right. (laughs) And so they called me and they're like, Hey, I think we're going to buy a CrossFit gym. (laughs) I was like, Oh, what? (laughs) I remember where I was standing. I was in the kitchen with my sister because I lived with her in Louisville at the time. And I like set the phone. I'm like, Allie, mom and dad are going to buy a CrossFit gym. She's like, what? So I, they, I think that was their plan to get me home. Yeah. So I asked Pat, I'm like, Hey, you want to move to Columbus? Yeah. And we'd been dating probably, I think it was four years at the time, mm-hmm. four and a half years. And uh, he free models houses and he also was looking to start his own business in okay. that sense. And so he's like, I have a major project right now. When I finish this project, which all the timing lined up beyond perfectly, mm-hmm. like it, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I could go after that. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so we got there. I'm like, oh my goodness, quickly from being a coach and helping someone to having this umbrella and having to do things. And my mom and dad had no clue. Like my Mm -hmm. mom couldn't, she didn't know how to turn the clock on or set an (laughs) e-mom. And I'm like, we are now running this CrossFit gym. Um, But everybody, all of our members who stuck with us. So it was previously running. 2012 to 2016 when we took over Mm -hmm. we are so blessed and so fortunate to have such a great uh, or an amazing community we Mm -hmm. are so grateful so they helped us they guided us the coaches who were already there Mm -hmm. they took our hand they welcomed us and it slowly morphed and changed we all now have our roles but now that's officially what my husband so we put the affiliate in our name as of this year so it's officially ours which is exciting (laughs) yeah we can't believe it I'm like oh my goodness but it's just it's still a family business my Mm -hmm. mom and dad are still involved and the dynamic is perfect like to have them involved it just it I think when you get there and you can feel the vibe Mm -hmm. it's very community oriented Mm -hmm. and that stems from all four of us working together to run the gym Mm -hmm. and so it's just been I never saw life going this way, but I also think that's what's so cool about life is like, mm-hmm. you just don't know and you just have to say yes and doors will open and make sure you're not just saying no all the time. And also don't be scared to take a risk mm-hmm. if you have to. So it's been, it's been a cool experience. It's been fun. Um, I looking back, looking at my 15 year old self or my 10 year old or 20 year old self, yeah. like I never imagined this is where I would be. I thought I'd be in the corporate world, mm-hmm. you know, wearing suits and just involved with the whole business thing, right. but I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's amazing. And yeah. so cool. That you get to do it with your family. That too. Is, yeah. So does all of your family live in Columbus now? Is your sister there too? Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting. I moved to Louisville for school. She took a job in Louisville. Mm-hmm. We ended up living together. Then I moved back and then her husband actually took a job in Columbus. So oh, now they're back. That's so awesome. We're, we're all there. She goes to the gym. Okay. Uh, my parents go to the gym. My cousins go to the gym. Mm-hmm. My second cousins go to the gym. That's amazing. So yeah, there's a lot of us. Everyone, I meet people in Airmo. My Airmo side's a pretty big family. Okay. And so I feel like there's always a connection somewhere. Yeah. But it's it's really cool. That's awesome. And not only that, you've gotten to compete with your mom at the CrossFit yeah. Games a few times. Yes. What has that experience been like? Oh gosh, it's so cool. So when I made it, she did scaled in the open in 2015. Mm-hmm. Took first worldwide and scaled. I'm like, okay. Did you guys start CrossFit around the same time or when did she, how no, did she get she into st- it? She watched me in Cincinnati in okay. 2014 in mm-hmm. my first regional. My sister like convinced her like, you have to go to this. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've been watching Christy compete her whole life. Like, yeah. are you sure? Like, <laughs> I thought we were done after college swimming yeah. and not that they didn't want to go. I think they just, they literally didn't understand it. They had no idea what mm-hmm. I was doing. It was like competitive exercising. Like my mom just didn't understand. Yeah. And so they went and I think after she saw she saw 2014 regionals they started like um she's a big cyclist so she okay. cycled all summer and then joined in october okay. in the fall and so from there she 
made it uh, in 2016, okay. so about a year and a half later. But we both went 2016, which was really cool because that was California, and that was the tenth, mm-hmm. the tenth year. Yeah. So that was like a very special year, I feel like, and we also got to be part of that. Yeah. Then we randomly, not random. I mean, we worked hard, <laughs> but we both made it in 2017. So uh-huh. we got to do the first year in Wisconsin That's together. That's really cool. And then we both made it in 2018. And then when I said I was taking the year off, she's like, I'm taking it off too. And I was like, okay. So um, I actually was there for the first time ever last year and I was on a team, which uh-huh. was also new for me. Uh-huh. So the whole thing was completely new, not having my mom there. And then this year, she's like, so you made it? I was like, are you gonna do the qualifier? Oh, I'll have to do the workouts and we'll see how they go. But she's 59 and she is incredibly fit, incredibly, it's just so inspiring. Like I, I can't wrap my head around how fit she is. Mm-hmm. And, it's just so cool, but she says she can't keep compete with a 55-year-old. She's going to wait till she's 60. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really That's awesome, fair. but it's just, it's incredible, and it's so motivating. My dad, too, and mm-hmm. everyone in the gym. It's cool for me when people sign waivers, and I see their year and what when they were born, and it's cool for me to, like, see my parents in at 59 and 60 mm-hmm. to be able to doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. it's just mind-blowing and then I see people who are 59 or 60 who are completely sedentary and they Mm -hmm. you know they they walk from their car to their office from their office to their car Mm -hmm. and sit on the couch Mm -hmm. and it's I do see a difference in being in a gym all of the time like I see a difference and so for me it's also motivating to continue on the path that I'm on I don't have to beat myself into the ground but to keep uh, focusing on what I'm eating, eating clean, mm-hmm. and then to keep exercise in my life and just to see what that can do for you. And so competing with her though has been, she's funny. Like she is, <laughs> I am so opposite of her. Really? Like she is at, she does, I would be at the games getting my hands taken care of in the back cause I ripped or uh-huh. something and everybody knew my mom. Like everybody, I'd be checking and getting my shoes and everybody knew Donna. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I'm usually quieter in the corner. And like my mom has so many best friends of the volunteers on the game staff. Like it's incredible. And I, I just think that's super cool. It's really cool. She just, she's just happy. And I hope I can be as happy as her and just like always, she lifts people up. She makes them laugh. Mm -hmm. And so competing with her is funny. Like to, to see how nonchalant, how good she does. Like she is sixth in her age group to see how good she does and how much fun she has with it Mm -hmm. is also really cool that's awesome yeah that's awesome what was it like competing on a team last year so after you made that decision kind of coming back and you you qualified as an individual you posted and said you know I'm not going I'm declining my invite and then this opportunity came up like you said you kind of were open to the opportunity your friends needed some help and then you actually went to the games what was that like it, the whole thing was kind of a whirlwind um, because I got done with Rogue and I actually cried the next morning mm-hmm. on Monday morning. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, it's done. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm officially moving on. I remember sitting on the couch crying. And my husband was like, why are you crying? Like, I thought <laughs> this is what you wanted. And I'm like, yeah. it is what I want. But it's just weird. And he's like, yeah. okay, I can get, I can understand so that. So like a sense of mourning and letting go. Yeah, and- exactly. And so I thought that's what I was doing. And literally I cried for one day and Sam Dancer texted me on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Which is the next day. So (laughs) Monday I'm crying, Tuesday Sam texts me. And I was not open to being on a team. Like I had already told other people no. I was like, no, I need to do this for myself. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, Sam, the way he talks. And (laughs) I didn't want to let him say no to Sam. Yeah, and so I got off the phone. I'm like, Pat, so what do you think? And he he just looked at me. He's like, are you sure? Like that's what this comes down to. And I'm like, I don't know. He said we could have fun. Like there can be some fun and some balance. And he's like, can you do that? Right. Can you have fun and be balanced? Yeah. Like, are you going to be disappointed not being on the floor as an individual? And so 
it was like this whole process of kind of trying to understand and wrap my head around it. And I, I was dead set on not going. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that Sam convinced me to do it. Mm-hmm. So just being on a team and that, that whole, the other thing is I always sometimes, like I said, worry about what other people do and think. Mm-hmm. And it's like putting everybody else, this is not about them. Yep. Who cares if you said you weren't going? You, you, you didn't know this opportunity was going to present themselves, mm-hmm. present itself. You didn't know that he would have qualified and then it get taken and then him be, have worked so hard all year and to now, you know, he didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And so there is a backstory on that. But, um, so it's like, I want to help my friend and he is, he's convincing. He's saying it's going to be <laughs> fun. He's going to, he's literally telling me it's going to be the best time of my life. And I'm like, Pat, we've had some fun times. Like yeah. the, the best time of my life. <laughs> that's a big, and I think the other yeah. part that sold me was like all of the significant others were involved. Okay. So Holden had a fiance okay. and his fiance would be around. Jen would be there and then mm-hmm. Pat would be there. So okay. it was like, it wasn't just selfish and an individual. Cause that was also the piece I've been trying to get away from mm-hmm. is as an individual in CrossFit, you have to be very selfish, so selfish, selfish. Yeah. and it's like he's Patrick has sacrificed so much mm-hmm. for me to do this, mm-hmm. and like I told him, like I am done being selfish with mm-hmm. this. Like we, this is we're a team now, mm-hmm. and so I was worried about that, and then seeing the other significant others that were going to be part of this, I was like, okay, this could be a really cool opportunity, yeah. and then finding out Margo was the other girl just did it for me. Mm-hmm. Like I love Margo, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'll do it, <laughs> and so. I actually told him, I was like, I will go to Granite Games. I will help you qualify, but you have to replace me. Uh-huh. I'm putting this in writing. Yeah. I am not going to the CrossFit Games. Uh-huh. And he was like, okay, done. Just come come yeah. to Minnesota. I'm like, yeah. okay. We had so much fun. <laughs> like, he was not lying to me. <laughs> and Pat was there. Uh-huh. Um, and we got to know Margo. And it's then he, Pat just knew. He said when we left Granite Games on the flight home, he knew. Because we got the bid. He was like, I just was waiting for you to bring it up. But like, he knew we were going to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Like, I haven't laughed like that uh-huh. in so long. And just to see that whole other side and to realize, like, this is what it could be. And it wasn't, we need to meet this many times. I told them, like, hey, I have my sister's wedding in Vegas. I have this. I have this. Like, I had my summer planned out. Yeah. I don't want to be worried about training. Mm-hmm. Sam was like, that's okay. You can breathe. Breathe in through your nose. Focus on your breathing. You'll be fit. You'll be ready. I'm like, breathing. Oh, okay. This is going to be an interesting CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, so Margo and I would touch base. She's running her wine business. That was her priority. Yeah. You know, she is trying to get this business off of the ground. She can't spend six hours in the gym right now. Right. And just to realize like this whole group of people is so like-minded. Mm-hmm. Th- why would I say no? Is like, this is such a cool opportunity mm-hmm. to get to know such amazing people uh, and still get to do fitness, which you ultimately love. Right. And so that's how it all kind of evolved. So I went on the team. We we literally wouldn't even know the workouts. Like <laughs> it was like pulling teeth to get our team to even talk about the workouts. We I shared a room with Sam and Jen. So we had a two bedroom suite, and I swear we talked about life, like yeah. holistic approaches and just relationship yeah. things and just life. And it's like wow, this is the most refreshing experience I've ever had. We are not sitting around the table strategizing. strategizing We'd get on the floor expressing. and be like, oh, uh, we probably should. We're in the warm area, like trying to figure out our strategy. And it was more of like friends coming together and fitnessing. And it was one of the best times of my life. Mm -hmm. And I just like looking back, I can't believe I would say that about the CrossFit Games and the previous experience. Patrick, the most fun he's ever had. Him, Jen, Emily, Mm -hmm. which are the, and Alex, Margo's husband, Mm -hmm. they all ran around together. They had a great time. Like, I think Alex would say it too, like his most relaxed CrossFit Games. And so not every team I am sure is like that. It just happened with our goals and we knew like hey 
our goal is to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. We knew there were cuts. We were a little nervous about the cuts because we all are competitive. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to show up and get cut the first day. Um, and we made it into the last day. So we got to do the swim. The only thing we didn't get to do was the last event. Okay. And I think that was just like, for us, that was a success mm-hmm. is we had an awesome time. Yeah. We got to do mainly the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a different experience. That's so awesome. Yeah. So fun and refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was a little bit about team, but Scott and I are joking about it. He's like, I don't know if my team experience will be the same. Like, <laughs> probably not. You're you're competing to it's a win. Different type of exp- yeah. team experience. Yeah. But it's like it's the same even how you said you're approaching this individual season. You can you can approach things in a lot of different yes. ways. And it depends on, you know, like you said, the place you are in life and the goals that you have. Yeah. And that's perfectly okay. And I think that's the biggest thing for people to realize. It is okay. Yeah. Like there's different approaches and different mindsets. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, no, it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. And so even this year, Pat and I are constantly, it's open communication. Like, hey, this is how we're approaching it. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're right. Things are okay. So, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I want to start wrapping up. Yeah. There's three questions that I ask everyone at the okay. end of the podcast. So the first one is if you can tell us the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. The three things that I do on a regular basis. Um, I definitely sleep. Sleep is my first one. So I'm the same. I'm, I love sleep. <laughs> yeah. So sleep, I try to make sure I'm no less than eight hours, mm-hmm. which can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't, then I try to catch up somewhere. But I try to make sure that I'm at least aware of how much sleep that I'm getting. Seven. I can do with seven, mm-hmm. um, but definitely eight hours. I think journaling and just taking mm-hmm. 10 minutes to myself. So I've learned I need some quiet time with no stimulation. Mm-hmm. And I am a much better person and I can think more clearly. So mm-hmm. whether that's journaling, whether that's sitting quietly, whatever that is, like I I will go, 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 but I need to make sure that I'm spending time for myself with mm-hmm. myself to know that I'm not just doing things for the wrong reasons. Like I just need that time of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then positive, I'm trying to think of my third one. It's hard to pick. You probably do a lot of things. I know. <laughs> It's like just checking in all the time with myself. <laughs> um, just focusing on being present. Mm-hmm. So again, putting my phone away. Mm-hmm. So, And I know that doesn't seem like health, but I do really think for my mindset and my mental health, oh it's my gosh, huge. It is. Yeah. it is. And that's so linked to our physical health. Yeah. Absolutely. What about one thing, maybe this is something you've already mentioned, but one thing that you're working on or that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time doing it? Slowing down mm-hmm. um, in the sense of, being glued to technology so like my phone my computer everything like with running a gym with your personal crossfit with your personal brand we've started the youtube thing with everything Mm -hmm. it's um just slowing down so i do take 10 minutes a day but i'm still working on making those 10 minutes or 15 the most beneficial 15 Mm -hmm. i can Mm -hmm. so meditation essentially would be the biggest piece Mm -hmm. i if i could meditate more nobody's perfect in meditation right? right so like but working on just continuing to take that time and get what I need out of that time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite apps or like approaches for meditation? I use Headspace mm-hmm. and then Sam Harris has one that I'll do before I sleep at night and it's just on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's just breathing. And so I'll come back to that one a lot mm-hmm. and it really works. Recenter me and just kind of calm me down. I love that. Yeah. Um, what does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life. So I think balance is the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, But a healthy life would be just relationships and connection. So making sure, I think as people, we're meant to make relationships. We're meant to be connected to people Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of like just 
not closing everybody off, right? So I want to stay involved, but also getting good sleep, eating clean, healthy, mm -hmm. whole foods. So limiting processed foods, whether that means you count or not. I don't believe in counting all the time, mm -hmm. um, but having an idea of how much you're ingesting. So what your portion size looks like, what you're putting on your plate. Mm -hmm. So sleep, nutrition that comes with water, making good connections with the people around you and your loved ones, mm -hmm. uh, and then exercise. So yeah. making sure that you're, it doesn't have to be an hour workout. If you can get 10 minutes a day, like I've used your trick of starting my morning with burpees, yeah. right? Yeah. And just burpees or I have a rower in the basement mm -hmm. in five minutes or going out for a walk for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it's amazing what just five minutes can do. Oh, for sure. It can turn your whole day around. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So um, obviously people can find you yes. through CrossFit Polaris. I know you've also started a YouTube yep. channel, which is super fun. I've watched some of the videos. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you, what kind of stuff are you putting out there? What are you hoping to, um, to like show people through that channel? Yeah. So YouTube, I actually was really hesitant to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people in my gym pushed me to do it. So okay. I'm really excited. I like to show people you can have balance. You can have fun. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be so rigid. It doesn't have to be so serious, but to do things with your friend, to enjoy your friends and to just try to enjoy it. it the whole kind of thing we talked about earlier, finding the balance and the purpose. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to put out some of the meals. I know people ask me all the time, hey, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. um, I don't eat perfect. I try my best. But if I find something that's quick, easy, I love it. I want to share it with people. Yeah. So just sharing things I enjoy. Um, so the YouTube channel is Christy Aramo, mm -hmm. E-R-A-M-O. It's my old last name, which is confusing. <laughs> it should be O'Connell, but Christy Aramo. Uh, the Instagram is Christy. It's still Christy Aramo. If you mm -hmm. search Christy O'Connell, I believe that'll pop up. Mm -hmm. But the handle is Christy Aramo. You can also find us at CrossFit Polaris. So... I'm there all the time. I'm the one responding to the emails if you email. <laughs> within um, 24 hours. Yeah, yes, within 24 hours. But maybe hours. not within 10 minutes. Yeah, so I am there as well. Um, yeah. But those would be the main places that you can find me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been awesome. It's so great to see kind of your shift into this next phase of life and approach to training and all the other things that you're doing. And I'm excited to see sort of where you go from here. And, and I hope, I think that people will take a lot from this conversation about, you know, you can apply this to anyone, whether you're, competing as a high level athlete or whatever else you're doing in life, being able to find balance and be able to find joy in the things that you're doing every day is so important. So. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me share a little bit. I, I really appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I absolutely loved sitting down to get to know Christy a little bit better in this conversation. She really is such a gem and it's been fun to watch her evolve as an athlete over these past several years. Here are some of my biggest takeaways from our conversation. Number one was use your fitness to enjoy life. Christy talked about this a lot as she talked about focusing solely on the competitive aspect of her performance for so many years while she was competing as an individual in the CrossFit Games. And that certainly does have its time and place. And that is what allows champions to do what they do. But for most of us, it's important to remember why we work so hard for our fitness and make sure that we're enjoying it and we're applying it in our lives outside the gym, just as Christy has worked hard to do, especially over these past couple of years. The second takeaway that I have was on the importance of slowing down and disconnecting. Christy talks about this in the episode when she talks about how she's noticed the impact of technology and especially social media on her mood and how she's made more of a concerted effort to spend time away from technology and to completely disconnect and allow her body to relax. 
And something that I think I know I can continue to work on that we can all work on in the way that we live our day-to-day lives and we're constantly connected. But it's so important that we find ways, even if they're little ways, to take time to relax and disconnect in our busy lives. My third takeaway was that it is okay to have a different goal. So Christy demonstrated this in so many different ways. Number one, from stepping back from individual competition despite qualifying. I think so many other women would, of course, have loved to have a qualifying spot. And I think that it's sort of expected that once you have that qualifying spot that you go ahead and compete. But she realized in that moment in 2019 that it was not the right path for her. And she had the courage to say that and to take a step back and do what was right for her at the time. Um, And then eventually going into the team competition and having a blast doing that. Um, I think it's important also how she talks about wanting to be balanced and taking this renewed approach to her training in this season where she's really, she's focused on being balanced. She's focused on having fun and finding joy in training and recognizing that that may not put her in top five or top 10 contention when she gets to the CrossFit Games and that's okay. Even though I think a lot of times it's expected that anytime you go to a competition, you're going to win. It's okay to have different goals and to recognize that Maybe you're, you're taking a step back and a different approach to your training. It might not allow you to stand on top of the podium. Who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe she'll be having so much fun with training that she'll really bring out the best in herself. But it's okay to go in not necessarily wanting to win, but having a slightly different goal of wanting to enjoy the process. So hope you guys had some great takeaways from this conversation as well. There was so much um, good, rich discussion here, and I hope you all enjoyed it. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.